Hello! Welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast that's definitely 100% about REM. All of the time. All of Without the time. Without fail. That's Ali. Or your money back. And I'm Lynn. And we're friends, and we talk about music and stuff. But mostly the music of so, REM. Yeah, mostly the music of REM. And also film sometimes, and also the L'Oreal Virtual Try-On website. Oh, especially that. Uh, which, which I would recommend. <laughs> If you can deal with the constant insults that tells you that the shade is not recommended for yeah, you. Yeah, which Lynn was just telling me that it said that about all of the different shades. So I don't know how to feel about this. It just it just means that L'Oreal loves you as you are. Aww. Which is nice of them. Just don't change, Lynn. <laughs> Thanks, L'Oreal. Um, uh, <laughs> I never knew I would feel so emotional towards giant cosmetics company... L'Oreal, but it, it, it's it's a it's a new learning experience every day. Moving on to the subject of today's podcast, which is "Let Never Sent," the seventh, I think, track on Reckoning, REM's second full-length release. Yes, a funny story about this song. <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> so there were these two guys once upon a time. Let's call them. <laughs> Lenny and Alex, and okay. f- for instance, they were they were recording some kind of broadcast about a completely different subject, right. um, namely yeah. a Soviet film. You're telling this story much better than I was going to, so uh, it, uh, that's very flattering. <laughs> um, technically, the Russian would really translate as more like the unsent letter, which is not very poetic. So the English translators went with letter never sent so we assumed that rem definitely were inspired by that uh, mikhail uh, kalatozov film to name a track after because you know they're very cultured gentlemen so yeah they're definitely into soviet yeah. films um i mean they mentioned lenin earlier in this album what more proof do you need Honestly, um, yep. so so yeah, so we were obliged to make a podcast about it, and here we are. Indeed, here we are, which was a lyric in the last track on this album. You'll notice. So nice. this was a brilliant yeah, segue I that. that I definitely planned. Considered calling this podcast "Let I Never Sent" and thought that was too obvious, and because it was just a track yes. name, it felt a bit too on the nose. So, so I'm glad instead we, didn't do we had to name. choose a name that was just a random lyric just kind of plucked from yeah pre from a fun song yes a very fun song but like pre pre album just on the ep so just to just to show that we were really like we'd done our homework we didn't pick something out of yeah we're hardcore yes yes it's a deep cut but anyway um let never sent is very much like classic jangly rem yeah yeah i mean maybe less like poppy than some of their hits but yeah you definitely recognizable as an rem song yeah i think it's a combination of that and the other like sort of stereotypically rem thing of kind of garbled lyrics (laughs) yeah that's that's fair um or rather garbled vocals more than Mm. lyrics yeah because the Um, lyrics when you when you actually like look them up and you go huh there's some interesting stuff going on in here 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the first, I think the first verse in particular is pretty barely comprehensible. Yeah. And then halfway through, I think it's halfway through the second verse, and it's just, blah, 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 and ever stand. Um, it's become club singing again, which seems to be a recurring feature of this podcast. I'm very sorry. Um, like, it just kind of gives up bothering to even try to pronounce what the lyrics yeah. are. Yeah, just being being deliberately deliberately vague. I I like this song a lot though. Um, it's very good. Yeah, me too. In fact, I've noted really like it on my set of notes. <laughs> awesome, straightforward. I would say the verses have like a, a an interesting like staccato quality to them. Mm. I I thought if I'm going to use this word, I need to actually define it, and then I've totally forgotten the definition i came up with but you know it's 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 kind of like a sort of short sharp sound and then and then the chorus has like a really sort of like pleasant warmth to it i would say Mm. but at the same time there's kind of like a bite to the guitars which is nice yeah it's really good it is really good um back to the lyrics I just kept hearing a little bit. So there's there's heaven is yours. Heaven. I think it's the backing vocals. Mm. It's the backing vocals that I'm catching. I I don't know, but heaven is yours is is a lyric that I've always been able to hear. Yeah. Um, and then later on, is it when I'm moving too fast? What's my new address? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's moving so fast he's forgotten what his address is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would make sending him a letter difficult. I mean, we all have that problem. Dun dun dun! You figured it out. So they've moved. He's moving house. Michael Stipe's had a house move. He doesn't know what his new address yeah. is. So he's assuming that someone didn't bother to send him a letter when, in fact, they did bother to send him a letter. They sent him his old address. I don't know. Previous place. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely That's what it is. What it's about. We figured it out again. We're very good at deciphering REM lyrics. I'm dragging you into that, <laughs> by the way. When I think it's mostly my nonsense. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, another lyric I'd noticed in the past was "knock, knock, knock on wood." Don't know why I said it with that intonation, but <laughs> and of course, yeah, like I never said. Uh, there's a lyric in here that's the thought of the catacombs, which I had never spotted be- before. I think I heard catacombs, but not what the context of that is. Just like catacombs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd never noticed that before. And there's something about Athens. Yes, uh, vacation in Athens is calling me. Um, and I'm guessing it must be Athens, Georgia, rather than Athens. That makes more yes, sense. Yes, given that they're from there. I know nothing about Athens, Georgia. I must must admit. <laughs> Me neither. I've never been that far south in the United mm, States. Yeah, me not by a long way. I don't think I've been any further south than Delaware, which is not very south at all. <laughs> Believe I've been to North Carolina, but I think that's still two states away from Georgia. Oh, okay. South Carolina and then Georgia. Yeah, that's still that's still the actual south, though. It's just about the actual south, yeah. Now I'm, like, second-guessing my... Uh, ah. I keep doing that. <laughs> no, I hear, I hear Athens is cool. I hear it's got a good music scene. Mm. But who knows? What else do we have? Are there drive by truckers from around there as well? I think there might be. Possibly. Yeah, I've never heard any of their songs. I've vaguely. I, I recognise the name, but. Um, it's a terrible name for a band, but they have some good songs. Cool. Yeah, but there are many bands with poor names that are quite good. Like <laughs> Radiohead, that's a dumb name for a band. Actually, yeah, I never really thought about it, but it is a pretty dumb name for a band. I think I remember hearing it's like a Talking Heads B-side. And they just went, oh, that'll do. Talking Heads is a better band name than Radiohead. It is a way better 
band name than than Radiohead. Also, it's a better name than like Radiohead's like working name. Um, I think they were called like on a Friday or possibly on a Thursday because that's just when they had their rehearsal day. Okay. Well, I, I can see why they used Radiohead instead. Yeah, it's it's definitely an upgrade, and because REM and. Uh, I think Michael Stipe was a bit of a mentor figure for Tom York at some point in the 90s. I'm going to definitely say that that was a relevant tangent. Definitely. Yep, makes sense to me. I'm just going to try and by trying to think of other bands with terrible names (laughs) that have good songs. There must be like... Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the worst band name. I love The Hold Steady, but I okay. am going to declare that I don't think it's a great band name. I'm sorry, The Hold that Steady. Isn't a great, that isn't a great, great name. No. Even though I think you're amazing. I mean, The Beatles is trying a bit hard. The Beatles? Yeah. Is this controversial? Didn't it come to John Lennon in a Dream or something? I had never heard that, but quite possibly. I don't know whether that's true. I mean, I guess there's a pun in there, so like some points for it. Yeah, I think but... bonus points for getting a pun in your name. But it's only a pun when you see it written down. Yeah. <laughs> so does that still count? But it's only a um, pun. I think that's how a lot of puns work. Um, yeah. I suppose that's true. Um, I feel like we've drifted drifted off course. Yeah, I'm just really distracted now by just like looking down band names. <laughs> the beta band. I'm going to say good band name. Echo and the Bunny Men. I like how weird that is. I've actually seen them live. Have uh, you? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, um, it, was, it was good musically. I didn't enjoy the gig even though i was right at the front because i spent a good amount of time being like sandwiched against the um the like the barrier at the front by a very sweaty man in his probably in his like early 40s with the giant beer gut he was yeah he was quite drunk and i was just kind of like Okay, I get that you're having fun, but now I am not having fun. Please stop, like, heaving your gut into my back. Yeah, that sounds unpleasant. I am not habitually a front-of-the-gig person, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not now. I mean, (laughs) no one's really a gig person right now, but... Uh, no. Back then, more so, but yeah, that was a bad decision on my part. And I guess it was my own fault for being so near the front, is that other people are, of course, going to want to be at the front too, and they're going to be even more eager if they've, like, pre-gamed it a bit. But yeah, I, I was probably both ageist and, like, weightist um, in my feelings that evening. Weightist? Is that even a word? Um, It's kind of sad that that's my main recollection of that of that gig. I also remember that... Um, I can't even remember what... Ian McCulloch is the front man of Echo Rings and Bowman. But yeah, he was trying his hardest to smoke in a very cool way but i was just like oh man this is trying too hard and that was you know that's long enough ago that you could actually like smoke indoors so that tells you how long ago that was but yeah anyway uh good gigs for you lynn i'm i'm, I'm surprised we haven't talked about yeah any gigs uh, so far. good gigs um well i mentioned the hold steady great mm. great live band so would recommend I, it seems so weird to say recommend you go and see somebody at a gig at the moment because it's so... Ugh, no one can go and see any gigs. 
and it sucks. Yeah. But I have discovered that quite a lot of bands are releasing recordings of live sessions on Bandcamp. Oh, nice. Uh, often for pay that's... what you want for them. Um, including oh, the whole study have put up most of their gigs for the last, I think, three years, mm. um, all up on Bandcamp. So if you have bands that you're interested in, I would say check their Bandcamp pages and you might find that they have shoved up a load of live shows because of the pandemic. That is a good tip. But yeah, trying to the best gigs I've been to, definitely the whole study, even though that was a quite a big venue. Well, big, I don't, I don't tend to go to huge gig venues. So I guess it was big. <laughs> it was a relatively big. It wasn't that big. Uh, down in London. Okay, I'm guessing that's an that's an indoor. Yeah, an indoor venue. I don't know how many people it was. It's probably a thousand or something. Okay, so it's kind of like a big indoor kind of hall rather than like yeah. a a kind of more pubby, barry type yeah. gig. Stay were great. Uh, the Burning Hell are great as a band, but also one of those I think few bands that pull off like. Ugh, I'm loath to also use the word banter, mm. but it seems appropriate in a good context, like really well, mm. like kind of being chatty and telling stories whilst also kind of being genuinely funny. Yeah, between between the tracks. Yeah, that's that's a very yeah. Um, I remember the very first like proper gig I went to, uh, which was to see Spiritualized mm. when I was in sixth form. Okay, um, who were playing the Sanctuary Milton Keynes, and I remember. I mean, it was my first gig experience, mm. so I didn't necessarily really realise that they weren't going to come on when the gig said it was going to start. But they played like... They didn't come on, I think, for over an hour from when the gig was meant to start. There was no support act. Rock and roll. For the hour, it just played like barely listenable, weird jazz <laughs> over the speakers. Was that anything to do with the kind of music that they played? Not really. They sort of like play. I don't know if you're a spiritualized listener. Um, are they more like electronica? Uh, not really. They're more like kind of drug rock. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> stoner rock. Uh, yeah, kind of, but not in not in a sort of like laid back stoner way necessarily. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. More in a like, like kind Queens of... of the Stone Age kind of because they're also stoner. Uh, yeah, I feel like Queens of the Stone Age are, are like heavier than gotcha. spiritualized. They kind of get a little bit electronic on their albums, but um, okay. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, floating in, we're floating in space is a classic of the nineties, um, and Woods recommend anyone goes to listen to it it's totally great. totally passed me by so i will have to check although it, out. it took me like about 20 years to realize that the last song references a john prine song mm. so there you go john prine also great never saw him live r.i.p john prine yes yeah and then they came on and they played for like two hours uh but the front man like didn't even face the audience the whole time <laughs> and like never spoke like nobody spoke they just played songs gotcha and all of their songs which are already pretty long mostly were like twice the length gotcha <laughs> so that was that was the opposite of that i've seen the national a couple of times oh cool they're great live not really great with the bands, mainly because oh, I can't even. I feel really ashamed that I can't remember <laughs> the frontman's name. I can't remember. Off but the it seems to be either. just like necking wine most of the time. Every time I've seen them, that that does that does seem like quite on brand, though. Yeah, uh, but they're really good. Um, they're really good live. Oh, uh, tan- movie tangent. Speaking of like New York dilettante type. Stuff. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Metropolitan? No. I would highly, highly recommend it. It's very good. It's from like 1990, but set in the early 80s. Okay. It's loosely based on, well, not even like based on, it's kind of like referencing Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. 
and it's it's about it's very bourgeois i guess their first year of university students and they're kind of hanging out together at mm. the end of like the the kind of like over the christmas holidays i know it sounds insufferable but it's really like quite funny um in a sort of melancholic way so it, it definitely it definitely like <laughs> pushed pushed all of my filmic buttons <laughs> so yeah I, I liked it a lot but and also speaking of new york bands i've seen interpol not once but twice okay cool yeah so i saw them at alexandra palace like oh goodness this is the this is the this is the sad thing actually it's like most <laughs> most of my most of my gigging is like at least 10 years in the past it makes me feel very very old i guess it was just like huh, disposable income uh they were very good the second time i saw them was much more i remember it as being much more like spur of the moment it was when i was living in moscow and they came there and it was just i think they just hadn't totally sold out so there were still tickets like at a reasonable amount and so i went went to see them again and don't remember that second time as much but i think they were still good were you ever a fan of jj72 um, no, they were always one of those bands that I was aware of and never really into it. Like, knew a few people that were into them. Ah, I think they okay. as a university. Gotcha, yeah. They kind of, like, disappeared. They were just... Um, I think they were in the process of recording a third album and basically their record label just kind of went, eh, nah, you're not releasing this. And they, they kind of fizzled out. But, yeah, I saw them live couple of times both in both in london and they were excellent both times and they're not even on i i can only find like a handful of their songs on spotify like not even their full albums which Mm. is a real shame but i definitely recommend people checking them out they're a very good irish band cool yeah, I think I think a lot of the a lot of the bands that I've seen live really dates me, and then and then the other stuff is just <laughs> is just local bands who are really good. Like there was one band called uh, Fema P H E M A who were excellent. That was kind of like I guess like post hardcore kind of punky, a bit metally as well, which is stuff that I like. Um, they actually reformed the three uh surviving members and <laughs> appropriate enough they they're currently their their new moniker is athens so it ties back <laughs> so and they have a few tracks on on spotify so if that's where you get your music i would i would recommend checking them out they're just called athens so yeah <laughs> uh support a milton Keynes band <laughs> that was beautifully brought back i liked it uh, thank you i i'm i'm getting good at this i've been podcasting for <laughs> several years now don't you know <laughs> i feel like we should probably wrap this uh this track yeah up, we though. should um yes yeah, so overall um it's pretty great it it's is. got a kind of grungy it's like jangle grunge i don't know jangle grunge jangle they were grunge. pioneers um <laughs> Yeah, but I but joking aside, yeah, this I can I can see how this would have like I've sometimes struggled to see the connection between REM and like the grunge bands who kind of, you know, came on the scene while they were still around but yeah. like had their start a bit later than than REM who but really revered them and I was kind of like, well, I don't really see the connection because they're not—they're not nearly as like rocky or kind of. Yeah, they're not Nirvana or whatever. No, but like Kurt Cobain apparently loved REM. So, but yeah, this 
you definitely on a song like this you can see the influence a, a bit more a bit more obviously uh but we should say before we go dear listener if you've had any spectacularly awesome gig experience that you experiences that you are nostalgic about tell us about them we would we would love to know we would indeed um especially you know because you'll be from hopefully different places from us so you'll have <laughs> had different opportunities to see different bands uh, than the ones that just make it over to the UK. So yeah, I've been listening to a lot more live albums during lockdown. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because um, I've gradually been missing. Got to a point where I miss kind of leaving the house, which is a weird feeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I say that, but this has been my first day back at work today outside the house, and I have yeah. not enjoyed it. So. Yes, before before we were recording, Lynn was was telling me just how much he hated the experience of having to go somewhere. It was just people. It was people that were the problem. Yeah, well, you know, you're a, you're a famous misanthrope, so it shouldn't be a, too much of a surprise. Yeah, sorry, he's not he's not really dear listener. <laughs> he's 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 a lovely man. I just like to pretend. <laughs> yes. Right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch on. Gdgcpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, half man, half biscuit. What do you reckon? Good name, bad band name. Mean, it's quite funny. I, haven't, I think again, it's kind of, a... it's kind of, it's it's very fitting for the band. I think modern baseball. What? Not a great band band name. No. The Gaslight that's... Anthem, bad band name. Um, I'm ignoring people where the band name is just their name. <laughs> uh, the Cure. Yeah. That's a good band name. It's pretty good. Pretty. Titus Andronicus. Bad band name. The Mountain Goats. I'm going to say good band name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything, everything. Nah. Uh, soft Cell. It's all right. It's all right. Um, the National. That's pretty solid. It's, uh, it's fine. Parquet yeah. Courts. I quite like Parquet Courts as a band uh, name, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent. Um, uh, the Welcome oh, Wagon. Good band name. Black Sabbath. Yeah. Good band name. The, the Flaming Lips. Bu- yeah, good band uh, name. Smashing, smashing pumpkins. Is smashing good band pumpkins. Name. I can't hear that without uh, thinking of the the bit in The Simpsons where um, Homer Simpson meets Billy Corgan, the lead singer, and he introduces himself. He's like Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, and Homer Simpson's like Homer Simpson, smiling politely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you knew that Simpsons reference was going to go over my head, but uh, uh, yes, I, I had a very misspent youth.